The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? Welcome to the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, where we put the all in baseball. I'm Nick Pollock, joined by the nannyless Alex Fast. Uh, it's childcare is so unbelievably expensive. <laughs> if there's anyone out there on the Twitch stream that can help be an affordable nanny, if you live in LA, we can probably pay you a very affordable rate. So help us out, please, or else we're going to go broke. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, Way to start with my fast. trauma. You know, <laughs> no, we, we put the all that is also just all inclusive. We want everybody to enjoy this fantastic sport. We have a wonderful show for everyone today. I want to give a huge shout out to everybody watching on Twitch right now. I see you. Bames John in Magic Oriole, an enormous papaya. Thank you guys for watching tonight. If you're wondering, how do I do that? Well, it's on twitch.tv slash pitchless at 10 p.m. on Tuesday nights, every single Tuesday Eastern time should be there. It's an experience to be had. And huge thanks to Eric Mira. You're in the background. We see you there. Thanks for producing this show. And if you're listening, you should also watch it on YouTube the next day, every single time on youtube.com slash pitchless. But anyway, fast, we've got a great show. And where can people listen to this? You can check it out where you listen to all your podcasts, you diggus. You can check it out on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I don't think we're on Spotify, but who cares? They rip off artists. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. I love Spotify. <laughs> they pay artists all the money they're worth. Uh, <laughs> you should be rating and reviewing us. You should be giving us honest feedback so we can turn this show into the show that you want to hear. Again, mm. I'll, I'll probably say this every week. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand why people want to listen to people talk, but some people do like to listen to people talk. <laughs> Me, I like to sit in quiet rooms with nothing. But tell us what we can be doing to make this better, and we'll try and make it better and better each week. But boy, oh boy. Do we have a great show for you as yes. Miles Michaelis is has no hit the Pirates through seven. So help me God if Miles really? Michaelis I mean, throws a no hitter. Oh, man. It doesn't wow. matter. It doesn't matter. You know, I think he's going to go one more inning because he is eight miles. Uh, by the way, this show is no longer on. <laughs> it's no longer on the fantasy feed. This is just the individual Nick and Alex baseball show. So if you haven't rated or reviewed us yet, you should do that. Huge thanks to Rissa 30. And DMB Martin for some fantastic five-star reviews. The best, equally entertaining and informative, inform, informational and fun as well. So thank you so much for those reviews. And if you guys can do that, it will go a long way for us. But we also got to give away some PL Plus. We're getting this all out of the way early. Let's, let's just do all this stuff. And we give away PL Plus to everybody that is watching Twitch. You have a chance to win it. We have a graphic of a pitcher. And if you can guess this pitcher at the end of the show, uh, we're going to ask who it is. For those listening, this pitcher has 81.2 innings pitched second in the majors right now, 3-4-2 E-rate, but a .89 whip, which is eighth mm. best among starting pitchers, a 29% K rate and only a 3.2% walk rate. Who is that pitcher? I'm sure you have your guesses fast. You were really confident last week, but you didn't get yeah. that one. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I know who this is from getting ready for the the uh, the uh, the podcast yesterday. But I'll wait. We'll wait and see. Oh, we'll wait and see. interesting. We'll wait and see. Yeah. We absolutely will. And uh, but we're gonna go straight into this. Keep that in mind. We'll show the graphic again later. I uh, but we're gonna go into our thing of the week. And I like leading with this one because there's just something that's just on our minds and fast for you. What is your thing this week? There's two things. One, before we get into, well, there's actually three things that I think about. It. The first oh, thing is the, the, the username that we have in one of our reviews, which is DMB Martin, which is like, listen, I, I'm not going to get your opinion on this. I love you, but uh, Dave Matthews is underrated. 
and everyone wants to like it's like a fun popular thing to like jump in and be like oh dave matthews let's talk about their fans like they're the worst a bunch of frat bros no dave matthews man is a fantastic <laughs> band with incredible musicianship like yeah the bass playing isn't fantastic but he knows his role in the band the amount of melody that man is able to produce i understand he dumped a bunch of poop on people i get it it wasn't his fault he shouldn't be blamed for it dave matthews is fantastic the early albums are chef's kiss and i really don't want to hear I, I, don't drink the water a little lannis morissette in the background it's great stuff okay that's not my real thing my uh, my real wait baseball. hold on hold on a second i just love the instant assumption that i'm just going to hate on this taking like i love you but let me talk about dave matthews band uh, Nick, I, you know, I still marching is fantastic. It's a wonderful song. Okay, I'll get with that. I, I just, I honestly, there have been times the past couple of days where I stop and think about what you said about the '80s being the worst genre for music. And, and am I wrong? What is? <laughs> yes. What is the worst? I what is you. the worst? I, oh, it's the aughts. Do you think still? I, I stick by it. It's the aughts. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I don't think you can say any year in which Thriller, any decade in which Thriller came out. Okay, I think is, the it, worst. is 80s the second one, second worst then for you? Maybe that's pretty it's close. The tens. Maybe it's the tens. No. There's so much good You have In Rainbows and that's it. Um, all right, oh, my what? real thing of the week. My, like my the real thing of the week. From, the, from Radiohead, but that's fine. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Did you the just Benz say is In the best Rainbows one. is the nah, nah, worst Pablo. album from Radiohead? I would say Pablo. No, Pablo Honey has to be. But I, I, I didn't jive with me. <laughs> oh, okay. The Benz and OK Computer and Kid A are just Chad. defiantly better. Chad, defiantly. Chad. <laughs> it's not even Chad. close. It's not even close. Chad, hell. It, it, yeah. Chad. It, it was really oh. disappointing to me that they fell into that, you know, as opposed to just this absolute pristine. I uh, music that they put out with OK Computer, the Benz, and um, Kid A. But anyway, you know, apples and oranges. That that's. Uh, that's I'm back to talk here. about Noel and Gorman and get this podcast back on track from the <laughs> awful takes we have had. Uh, and yeah, there have been takes. Noel Gorman today did something that had me thinking. Why don't? Why is this the first time that we've seen this? Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that this is the first time that we have seen this happen. Radiohead, I guess. Um, can we roll the, the clip of this? Can we? Okay, so here he is. It's bases loaded. Yep. Nolan yep. Gorman, Gorman's on first. Okay, there's two outs, which is incredibly important. Rather than sliding head first into second base, which would slow him down enough to record the out, he sprints past first base, beats the ball to the bag, and lets the runner from third score while giving the uh, runner who was who started on second, who is now currently on third, Edwin Sosa, the ability or the opportunity to score. So again, walking through it, bases loaded, two outs. Nolan Gorman sprints past second base, beats the ball to the bag, decides not to slide, and as a result, scores an additional run and gives an opportunity for an even another run to score. That is such incredible heads-up baseball. Like, seriously, that's that's next-level thinking coming from this rookie. It, it's it's unbelievable. It should be something that we see. It's like how many times do you get bases loaded with two outs to the ground ball right up to the second, and there's an opportunity to beat the, you know, beat the ball or beat the tag? But, like, Come on, that's amazing, right? Yeah, it's well, yes and no. So, I mean, just so th there's any confusion here, because it's not a force play, because it's a tagged out, it means the runner that was initially on third, when they come in to score, it actually counts now. That's if there's any confusion about that, that's what happened here. It's such a close play second. I'm not convinced that Gorman is out if he slides. Um, and the, the amount of time window you need to say, like, if he slides, he's out, if he keeps sprinting, he's safe. Is such a rare occasion. I think that's why we haven't seen it before. No one would really even, it's not really even a consideration a lot of the time. Uh, and it's a risk reward. Maybe he's safe if he slides in and then it's bases loaded where uh, you still have another chance he's... for more. But I understand you got the run and that's a good thing. And I think any coach will say, yes, thank you so much for the run. Good job, Garmin. You did the right thing. It's a cool thing that happened. And uh, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I'll take this. I think it's close enough that it's the right play to make. But uh, it's I a risk think the play. tag's pretty bang bang. I don't think he's going to be safe. I think if he slows down enough to slide, I think he's out by a pretty mm. considerable margin. Um, but I, 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 I have one more. I know it's bad. 
I, I couldn't find the best place to, to fit I know. It I was actually thinking of this for the image of the week, but there isn't an image. I wanted there to make my own. There isn't an image. That's I wanted to make I my it, own version. Yeah. yeah that's I why know. I called it the Nohawk, which kind yeah, of Yeah, wonderful job. Yeah, yeah. That is, <laughs> so for those who don't know, those who might not be as plugged in, Joe Madden, in order to rouse the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, said, forget your Nickelback. I'm going to shut give myself a mohawk and he got fired that day and it is sad it is awesome that he decided imagine him in the office with a mohawk be like what it's funny that you say that because it sounds like a a a deleted scene from the british office or like i was gonna say the development but yeah like anything like that is so so bad for him just thinking about him like hanging up the phone slouching back into his chair and then looking in the mirror and he's just got a bald head with a little mohawk this like 60 year old man just like sitting there like like this with a beer in his hand like oh my god great just great <laughs> it, it, looking like looking like a character from dinosaurs yeah uh, you know yeah exactly those, oh yeah. god i mean that's right, amazing I, I know absolutely um for me i'm gonna let my on the corner self bleed in a bit because I'm a pitching guy and I got to say it's really cool this week to see all these young pitchers that are not the major hype ones it's not like George Kirby coming up or something this is Andre Palante got a good chance almost got another one this week but Jack Flaherty's back and that's kind of cool uh Matt Swarmer and Caleb Killian and Braxton Garrett and Alex Fiedo and Cutter Crawford who guess what throws a cutter and it's really amazing that he does and then there, there's a second Zach Thompson this one with a K even better. I mean, it, it's fun for me. If you don't know these guys like Andre Pallante uh, throws a hard cut fastball. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Matt Swarmer, even though he let all those home runs in the Yankees, those are really good slider. Caleb Killian got some hype and has throws a hard, heavy sinker, which is really good. Braxton Garrett is really good at getting that sinker down for the Marlins. Alex Fayou has a six slider. And of course, Cutter Crawford has that cutter. And it's the fun for me where these are young pitchers getting their chances that we don't really know about, but they could turn into something. Now this is the real fun part of the season for me. Uh, and it, yeah, it's making me hyped. It's making me excited. I want, I can't wait to see these guys blossom at the big league level. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to be able to, you know, think about the guys that we're going to be talking about in two or three years. Like, I mean, sure. There's a chance that literally none of these guys pan out right. not talking about them at all, but there's also a chance that, you know, one of these guys is a tweak away from being the the head of a staff, you know, like these are, these are the people that we're going to be spending our future talking about. It's cool. It's cool to be able to think back and be like, remember the first time we saw that weird Matt Swarmer leg kick? Like that's, Oh that's, yeah. You know, that was your image of the week last week. No, so yeah, that's so funny to me. It cracks me up. But I love that stuff. That's what makes baseball fun, like the kind of originality of it, right? Absolutely. I mean, look, baseball is all about you have to throw this ball into this imaginary box, right? That's the only task you're given as a pitcher. Yeah, every single one not only has their different way of of uh, of getting ready to to prepare to throw it with their wind up, but they all throw differently at different angles with different movements and different speed and different repertoire. It's so human. It's so it's what you dream of is everyone has their own characteristics and we try and do comps, but there's never quite the perfect one. That's such a brilliant thing about the game. And yeah, now we got a new new uh, group of guys that are just going to show what they can do. Who did you emulate as a kid? David Cohn. It was David Cohn. That's right. I I, I tried to find video of it because I know it's somewhere in my parents house of me pushing down my leg and everything, dipping and diving. Like uh, or driving rather, I mm-hmm. uh, yeah I I mimicked David Cohen with my windup absolutely. What was your what, what was your 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 situation? Like I I think this might be an easy question. What's my situation? No, like when, you were, when you were like... <laughs> when you were at home and you were thinking about that big thing that you could do as a child, you're fantasizing about all the things you were going to do as a baseball player. What was the uh-huh. situation that you put yourself in? Oh, I w- I'm getting the ball game seven the World Series and doing a complete game shutout. Oh, see, okay, good. See, this is why I'm glad I asked because I was one, I was worried. If, <laughs> I was worried if everyone <laughs> Nick Sitch, uh, Eric Mura is hilarious. Eric Mura is good. Uh, I I was I was worried that everyone had the same situation, but I'm glad that you said that uh, because I felt like my situation was bottom of the seventh. You know, to save mm-hmm. the game. Sure. Not not, not bottom of the seventh. Bottom of the ninth. Game seven. <laughs> I've been watching college. <laughs> 
all no, that stuff, like no, high school. No, you know? I really dreamed about getting the vaunted hold <laughs> as a kid. Bottom of the seventh, put me in, coach. <laughs> You're like, I don't no. want all the credit, but I want some. No. Well, I was way too anxious for the ninth. I said, I can't do the ninth. Can't even do the yeah. eighth. But the seventh? Oh, it's daddy's time yeah, to yeah, shine. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you actually have a windup where you could possibly emulate? I don't think. Did you pitch as a kid? No. I did on, on, my, oh, on the asphalt did? of my home. You've never talked about it. When I was a kid, I didn't fantasize about being a hitter. I fantasized about being Mike Mussina. Like, I, yes. I fantasized kind of about, oh, like... I love Mike Mussina so much. He had such a crazy windup, though. He did. That, I, yeah. The I, way he would go down all the way it was and good. come back up. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, like, really... I didn't emulate it the way that you did with David Cohen. More, it was more like... I'm Mike Mussina. It's the bottom <laughs> of the ninth. Uh, it's, you know, it's like, a role play in the mind, right? Yeah, like it's like, it was oh, definitely I, that. Mike Mussina. Yeah, I feel you. And then that great thing where it's like you throw like 18 balls in a row and you're like, he fouled it off. <laughs> he fouled it off again. <laughs> you know, I remember my dad like having, you know, okay, just throw a strike or whatever. And he would say, we're not going to leave and go home until you like strike them out. Right. Oh. Essentially just throwing enough pitches in the zone that do it. And I remember him say i don't know why this is what i emotionally remember my amygdala was like that's the thing you're gonna remember from this is my yeah. dad like taking a high strike and be like yeah some some ups call that a strike it's like oh my dad wants to go home okay oh. I get it. <laughs> you know it's funny it's actually funny you say that you know what my dad said when we were doing this what nothing because he wasn't there he said absolutely <laughs> nothing <laughs> it was just me alone outside oh, <laughs> not fast. playing not playing with my dad <laughs> all right are we got it we got to move on fast all right we got Let's move on. We have an image from of the week. What is what is your image of the week? Fast. Uh, it's much better than yours. This was fantastic. Uh, uh, it's unbelievable. Well, because you stole mine, but that's all right. All right, good. We both want to talk about it. It's Joe Musgrove and Chad Cool. It's images so of the week. It's them playing tic tac toe on the mound. Honestly, Never I'm surprised that that- again. Never say images like that again, please. Images. You don't do it again. Okay, sorry. I didn't know that's what it was. Them playing tic-tac-toe on the mound, I thought was such an incredible, like, playful, like, fantastic thing to do in a game that, like, took something that was, like, hella serious, which is, like, a picture you think about Max Scherzer and, the you know, the, the broken nose and the different colored eyes. And then now you've got two dudes just playing tic-tac-toe on the mound. Like, I, I don't know. I love it. I think this should be a part of every single baseball game. You should always have pitchers playing tic-tac-toe. Like, I just thought it was such a funny, lighthearted thing to do. Joe Musgrove was, like, in a mood. No, it wasn't even just that. Just that whole atmosphere. There was, like, another thing where Manny Machado and Jose Iglesias, like, had, like, a funny rundown during that series. Like, there mm. was some, like, weird bromances going on during that entire series. I just thought it was so fun to watch. Like, it's just contagious to see that stuff. Uh, it's a great way to make you know, you know a game that can slog a little bit more entertaining. Is this like the second straight podcast where we're talking about tic tac toe? Why did we talk you about tic tac toe last time? I thought I thought I thought we brought it up because it's like it's a game that's just like we we got to do better. We got to like throw through. We got to. I, I want to see this, but I want to see them like throw the rosin bag to where they want to put it in because it's a solved game. You shouldn't lose a tic tac toe. I love the I love the spirit of this. Let's like have a little fun game. But as you can see with the images, they tied. You know, and yeah. you should, if you're a major leaguer, you should have the, the smarts to tie a tic-tac-toe, but they had to throw the rosin bag and that's where they had to put their X or their O, you know, but yeah, this kind of fun is always encouraged by me. I thought it was great. I, th- I think it's, I- I'm a little disappointed that neither one lost. <laughs> I think you're overly estimating the intellect of a lot of these players. I think <laughs> we'd have a lot of losers if, if this oh, game no. Oh man, well, is it just like the team gets a run or they have to get kicked out of the game when they lose a tic tac go? Like, oh, sorry, you're at 43 pitches, but no, you can't, you can't go to the fourth inning now. You just lost. Pickle Wizard 99 had that idea. Oh, sorry, well, Eric, what's up? Go ahead. No, he's, yeah. he's good. I, uh, so oh, I would I say, now, yeah, he, he says stuff to us fast. That's not for them. You can hear uh, those voices. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh my God. image of the week fast. <laughs> Um, which I know I did this before. I love pitcher reactions. I think pitcher reactions are just, they, they create these things and that's the large image, but I want to zoom in on, on just Matt Swarmer here. And Matt Swarmer <laughs> is <laughs> not playing tic-tac-toe. No, look at this. He's doing a full oh, lunge. Yeah. And it's an, it's like his knees on the ground. Just like, you can't do that in those like, jeans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can, I can do, I can do a lunge. I used to do lunges all the time. 
you know, and it's such a uh, it's such a pure moment, I think, whenever a pitcher knows he just allowed a, a 119.8 mile per hour exit velocity home run from John Clark Stanton. And it's like, look at his face. I mean, I wish he could even zoom in on just the face here. It is an absolute gem of a uh, astonishment. Not my face, Eric! <laughs> his face! No! No! <laughs> <laughs> no no his face we anyway, do Matt's have former. fun it's like if you need one image to represent what it's like getting destroyed by john collar stanton it is that so yeah sorry matt swarmer it wasn't your day there it is he Look looks like a guy. character from paperboy like he looks like, <laughs> like an nes like pixelated yes. like Whoa! he really does yeah he looks like the dude who's like on his back like kicking his legs up in the air who like haunts my dreams for some reason I'm trying oh, to think yeah, of like of if I Absolutely. I don't like this kind of sucks because you can't figure out what your version would be because it's such an in the moment thing. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, there's yeah. something so uh, like I, I, I'm trying to think what I do in unprecedented times. I usually just make a bunch of weird sounds. Um, but like I don't I don't <laughs> know what I would do. Yeah. You go. Ah! I. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I what? Going, what? Ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well i've okay i've done things where like oh my god going back to tic-tac-toe and how fast was no. it replaced by it which is so great <laughs> um but i uh, the you know i i've done things where I, I throw a pitch right down the middle and i literally scream before it gets to the glove because i'm just like you are going to crush this and this is terrible oh, i have also done the i don't look at explosions thing where i just i don't even look at it i i go yep that's that's gone and I don't you need can, to. I need to stare at that. Yeah, you could do that, huh? You could just theoretically scream after your pitch. Yeah. I, well, I mean, Robbie Ray does it every pitch, so that's whatever. a grunt. I want like a. <laughs> I, I throw go. Ah! Yeah. No, that's but what like, it is. That's like, I literally have done it because I'm just like that's my own anxiety being released because I know how bad that pitch is. Tic Tac Joe is very good. Eric's really crushing his game today, considering he's <laughs> like literally doing this from an Econo Lodge in the middle of Seattle. Like he's doing, a, he's doing a great job with this today. Oh my god, it, it, uh, it, is, it is great. What's what's next on the docket? Fast. What do we got? We're gonna move this podcast along. Well, we're actually gonna go ahead and take a, a, a quick break, aren't we, Nick? Oh, we, hey, quick break time. Here we go. Quick break. And by the way you're listening to this have you taken a look at our merch we actually have some amazing shirts we have a new sandy crush for sandy alcantara we have gal and gals as you can see now we have mcclana fan for shane mcclana fans we have ty lord mcgill live every day like it's nola day tati yaga for the ace that is always going to ace clayton kershaw a whole array of stuff so go to shop.pitchless.com get yours today i'm wearing the toby shirt in the style of air jordan and toby from the office Check them out. Shop.pitchless.com. Get your amazing shirt today. Let me just take this podcast real quick and go and just veer it off to the side. Yes. It is a it is it is the top of the ninth inning. Yep. Miles Michaelis has not given up a hit. Oh he has my. given up an unearned run. He's got okay. six uh six strikeouts and one walk. Um, it is a it, it, he started the ninth inning. Okay. Uh-huh. It is a nine to one route. Okay. He has thrown 117 pitches now because he just threw yep. one in the ninth. Are mm-hmm. you leaving Miles Michaelis in? Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of have yeah. to. This is he got the out with the second. This pitch. is Miles Michaelis left the majors and came back. This would be his second. You know, you, you let him do this. You give him this. This would be his second no hitter. Just you let him do this, man. Let him do it. Let, let him have this this story. It's incredible. He's a look. Yeah, I mean, we got to set some limit, right? But uh, I think David Cohen put it best. Like, if you're not taking him out in the eighth, you're leaving him in for the ninth. Yeah, that's true. He's, uh, you can tell, he just threw three. Yeah, man, he's gassed. He just threw yeah. three 75-mile-an-hour curveballs. He hasn't thrown anything else but a curveball so far in the ninth inning. Hmm. He's, he's, I don't know, man, 119 pitches, another 76-mile-an-hour curveball. Uh, if he walks a dude, I'm taking him out. 119 pitches now. I under, it's a nine to one game. You already have the no hitter. I win a world series. I, I would tell him to just don't be 100%. Just don't be 100%. Like take this easy, you know, and yeah. maybe you'll, you'll, you don't need to be your 100% self right now. You can try it at 80%. 
you can't tell you're going to tell a pitcher that they're going to be like, all right, whatever. 120 pitches, 83 mile an hour changeup was 120th pitch. This has to be the most pitches thrown in a start from a starter in many moons. Yeah, I think Sandy Alcantara flirted with that. But yeah, okay. um, there was also a what was the crazy one? It was like Hunter Green was up there. And that was insane, oh, 108, 113 or something during his bid, which was yeah. insane. Uh, but yeah, I hope he makes it. I hope he does it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, Miles Michaelis also is one of those guys. Like, he's not a youngin. This was a yeah. guy who has who really struggled last year. There's no guarantee that if you pull him after seven or whatever at 100 pitches, wherever he's at, that he's going to be not only healthy through the year, but then also the same caliber pitcher you know, later in the season, right? This isn't this isn't you preserving uh, Max Scherzer or yeah, your young true. Shane Boz or something. This is Miles Michaelis, who's been down this road a little bit before. He's had elevated pitch counts before. Let him have this. All right, we'll keep you up to date. Uh, I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, yeah. unless you're watching live on Twitch, the people we love the most, um, you're 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 gonna know what happened here. Uh, he's one out away. He's one out away. Hmm. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to the inside pitch here um this is something that we uh used to a little bit do used to do a little bit on the on uh yeah. on the corner podcast we loved we did it like a lot early on uh, right it'll be really fun to bring back uh I'll, I'll give it on over to nick nick what are you going to talk to us about today for the inside pitch something that we need to get a little more in depth about sure i think we undervalue uh the importance of mound visits uh we see this as this um cherished resource now that they added the the whole five man mount visits a game back like i said it was like 2019 or something and it, i think it's made it so that teams rarely very rarely utilize all five of them at the very least they'll use four so that they want to save that one they can and the importance of a mound visit is huge um the pitcher is on an island it is so lonely out there you often have a good catcher who, by the way, I gotta say, Jose Trevino tonight with the with, against with Garrett Cole did the coolest thing. Fast, what are you doing? And I, uh, this is something really quickly too about being on that island. Trevino caught a curveball in the outside corner that was a little bit off the plate, but he did. He would he caught it quickly, received it, pointed back at Cole, and I swear to you, I know that Jose Trevino said, "At a boy, Cole," and that's probably what made the umpire call that as a strike. And it's little things like that that can, it's not just framing how you receive it, but how you react to that pitch right after. I bet got that call. But it's the same idea of like, you need Trevino to give you that support in the moment. And there are so many times I see a guy four pitch walk and then, walk, you know, ball in the next pitch and they wait another batter to go off and meet with them. And it's like, do not, do not, any moment that you think this could be a mound visit, take advantage of it. Use that resource. Uh, and I don't see it enough. Uh, so whenever I see a mount visit, I often like clap because like, yes, this is the good time of doing it. And I think it can absolutely change things just like a well time. Uh, well, you know, well time timeout in basketball can mm-hmm. change a game. It's the same thing. And it's just not done enough. And I'm just talking about a catcher. But like, hey, you're good. We got this reset and you're fine. Um, and I think it's yeah, I think it's underused. Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 conversations that we've had with pitchers has been very. Oh, no. Oh my god. They took him out. What? No, he gave it up with two outs in a two-two count. No. Oh my god. He's literally one strike away. He threw a 76 mile an hour curveball on the outside edge to Cal Mitchell. uh, (laughs) Of course, Cal Mitchell. That was my first guess. I think he was hitting 200 before this hit. Uh he took a he had a ground rule double. Oh, that's brutal. As we call it we call it in the PL Plus Discord the banana has been split. Oh, um, it's our man. way of not saying no hitter, and that's very, it very sad. Stinks. It yeah. stinks. Uh no, what I was saying before it was we got a we got a really good indication about different pitchers um relationships with the mound visit, right? There are certain pitchers that we talked to where they talked about the funniest mound visit that they had, and then what was it oh, like yeah. colors or something who was like do not like talk that. to me. Yeah. yeah Lance McCullers was like, do not. No. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it is funny because it's, it really is like, we don't see many physical representations. Or maybe I'm wrong. Do we see many physical representations of when the mental game actually matters? You know what I mean? It's a physical mm-hmm. representation of the mental game actually mattering because it's clearly a pitching coach being like, 
I need to go talk to this dude right now. Or right. a catcher yeah. being like, I need to go talk to this dude right now. He's, you know, I mean, sure, sometimes it's like the signs are messed up, but like there's something really interesting about what this reveals about a pitcher. You know what I mean? I can't imagine, because I never pitched, being in the throes of competition and having someone try and come talk to me. Like, I, I don't oh, know it's, how oh, I, I... I always wanted it. I always, I always, uh, yes, I'm all about like camaraderie and team support and everything. And I, I, I'm, I'm the, my biggest enemy, right? In those moments, I'm the one that understands that I'm not perfect and I'm upset about it. Mm-hmm. So having someone says like acknowledging it and giving me support saying, no, man, you're doing great. Like you got this, put this here, do that. We, we can do this together, you know, is everything that you want, you know, in that moment. I mean, at least that's how it is for me. There are certain guys I can imagine, yeah, like Lance or others are just saying, no, 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 no. I don't, I need to be focused about this. I don't want to hear your patronizing remarks or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's player by player, but I, I think there are, especially a lot of times with young guys where the mound visit is not utilized enough and I can see it unraveling and no one's talking to them because you got to preserve that mound visit. And it's just, ah, oh, it drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, too, because remember, pitchers don't always know what's best for them, right? They're very right. confident just, in their ways. Yeah, just give them and, a thing of advice. Hey, Boz, you're opening up a little bit too quickly uh, with your front shoulder when you're in the stretch. Like, make sure you stay straight. If, he had, if or, someone had told them that in that uh, third inning, it would have been great, you know? Or whatever it takes for him to come to that realization by himself. Hey, Boz, what'd you have for breakfast? Sure. You know what I mean? Or, right, right, right. What's the last movie you it's, watched? I, I will say, I mean, as a coach and um, I also like learning this from catchers and everything, just as a catcher or coach, telling the pitcher something for them to focus on is all you need to do. You don't need to be right, but you just need to get them back into their muscle memory and not in whatever is in their head at the moment. Just say, hey, make sure you get out when you release, you know, or get this the glove probably- out or pull it in. That kind of stuff goes a long way. This is probably why you'd be a better catcher or pitching coach than me, because I think I would go out and ask like inane, ask Reddit questions yeah. just to try and get them out of there. The uh, the best mound visit I had was uh, a kid. Uh, he's 12 years old um, and his best friend's playing second base. This is a kid who never walked anybody. And yeah, he just walked the guy in four pitches and gets two and out on someone. So I'd use a mound visit. I go, Isaac, what's going on, man? He goes, ah, you know, I'm just not concentrating. I'm like, what? You're not you're not concentrating. It's like, yeah, you know, just because I'm not concentrating. Well, concentrate, Isaac. Jeremy, tell Isaac to concentrate. Isaac, concentrate. Okay, Jeremy. All right. All right. And he goes and strikes out the guy in the next three pitches. That's you know? amazing. And, and it's like, that's sometimes the stuff that it is. You just said, what's going on? And you're done. I mean, that's not really me saying you're doing this wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, it could be something as, right, just get their mind off of it. Hey, what you have for breakfast yeah. this morning? That kind of thing. I love that stuff, too. It really just depends on the player. All right. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, learning your player. That's a big part of it. But that also just goes to how important a pitching coach is. It's more than numbers and stats. It's also getting nah. to know these guys and how you can get through to them. Alex, um, think fast has arrived. He's here, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before we, our, our next segment, one of my personal favorites. We do mm. not know what this question is going to be. Do but now know. is the time when our producer, <laughs> it's Eric, baby. It's take a, we're going <laughs> to relax. And Eric, what, what question do you have for us? All right, guys. So, like I told you, I've been in Seattle all weekend, and I went to a mm. game. And it got me thinking, there's a nice bullpen bar area in center field. So I want to know what your guys' favorite standing room areas in a baseball stadium are. Oh, Very man. nice. I, wow. Nick has I, okay. been to three stadiums. <laughs> I have been to four, thank you. I, I would say that, I mean, of the four I've been to, I... I don't know Fenway. You can't really say Fenway on the Green Monster. Is that standing area? If it is, I, I mean, I saw that and that was amazing. Yeah, that was incredible. You get a seat there. Yeah, you can stand up, kind of. But all right, I then it probably would be City Field by the uh, by the bridge and everything. That's pretty cool. Okay, all right, here we go. Yeah, what do you got? You've been to so many more than I have. I know. I'm ashamed by this, everybody. You should be angry at me. I'm angry at myself. No, 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 no. It's okay. I'm angry um, at myself. Camden Yards sitting uh, uh, like standing over the wall is really nice. It's a fun mm. view. You can kind of like take in the park from the opposite way that it's kind of intended. Just I, I dig that um, left field in San Diego where they have like the grass. I, uh, I've always seen that and envious of it. I think that looks great. 
left field in San Diego. I was going to say San Diego, but left field in San Diego is is pretty cool, and you have a nice view of the bullpens. There is a bar area inside of the Dodgers where you can literally be on the same plane as the bullpens and like get a beer huh. and just sit yeah, in front right, of the right. glass and watch people warm up. Yeah, like um, they're sharks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like aquarium. <laughs> Yeah, the the Marlins have one. I think it might be like a little. It's like this weird bar nightclub. Listen, I I, I actually really dig the Marlins. I've always kind of enjoyed them as a franchise. That stadium's a mess, man. It's just <laughs> like a, it it thinks it's a nightclub. It really does. It's so loud. Um, but they have a little bar area in left field that is. Uh, you can. It almost feels like you're in right. Field. You're on. Like you're yeah, right, right. You're. It's on field level that you go underneath. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. left field. I've seen me. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so is it like there was one, a, I don't know. I see people in the like behind the fence. I'm like, this is so strange. That's yeah, that's left field. You're yeah, it yeah. you feel there. You feel you you really feel like you're up to it. Um but yeah, I think I think those are my those are my top ones. I'm trying to think of the other ones that I've been to. I mean, I got <laughs> I got nothing here, guys. I, I, I really need to do it more. It's just I mean, I'm supposed to go to I think I'm supposed to go to Philly at some point this year. I do that. Philly's um, fun. But I, you know, I wasn't invited to somebody's bachelor party, so I didn't get oh to go to God. PNC Park. I, I wasn't PNC. <laughs> was, wasn't it? Didn't you go to Great PNC American Ballpark? Oh, it was the Joey Votto. Like the Joey Votto thing. Yeah. By the way, the guy, that was what I knew fast for like a month, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually upset about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope to see more soon. I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll be going off to LA at some point. I got to catch both the Dodgers and the Angels when I'm there. I'll see you in like three weeks, dog. Oh my god! I keep forgetting about this. I'm so yeah. excited. You're coming yeah. back to New York. Wait, you guys are hanging out. Coming back to New York? No, no. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. are. Sorry, Eric. You can fly in from Matacano Lodge. We will. <laughs> we'd love to hang out with you, Eric. That's. We'll see right. what we That's a do. great question. I really dig that question. I, I also one last thing. If you yeah. can, I don't, I think Co America, Co America, Co America, Co America, Canada. I think, it, I think it gets dunked on. That's I think that that stadium. I actually think is a top ten stadium. Did you I meet really, like the best usher when you were there? I met a, a fantastic usher, but I actually think it takes some of the things that uh, Camden Yards. The one fault it has is it's a closed concourse, and Comerica is Camden Yards with an open concourse, mm. and I think that makes it even. It, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It, it's really nice, uh, and the fans actually are really amazing. They like know that what is on the field is not what they want, but they're. It's great. But um, all right, for that's great. All right, yeah. Let's go on to uh, my favorite section. Uh, of this show that is wild thoughts and fast you're gonna go here and i i'm a little bit i almost sh- you should be ashamed this week stop you should be ashamed because it's not your thought it isn't your but, thought but it's not it's your thought real, it's a really interesting thought listen if you want a thought fine we can do exactly what oh no because then that's pickles thought about tic-tac-toe determining you know whoever wins tic-tac-toe gets a run or something um it's from a, a user on Reddit, TrickDog775. Uh-huh. Okay. And I really love this. Umpires can argue back, but if they do, they cannot eject anyone. Like, I love that. What do you mean they can argue back? So they could be like, you know what? Like an umpire like can be very much like, no, you're wrong, but they stay pretty neutral, right? Uh-huh. Like, I want like a hockey gloves off, both of them in their face screaming at one another like because you know that's what they're but thinking. that happens you know. that happens all the time and they still eject them that does not happen all the time where oh, umpires yeah. blow their their cool Nuh-uh. no I've i think I'm a, a lot. i feel like yelling maybe, back at each other you know i feel like a majority of the time maybe yeah, if the guy stands happens, there and stuff yeah fair enough yeah he just stands there and usually what happens is he stands there and walks away and another umpire gets into yeah the crew tree right? for whatever it is yeah the crew tree, um, yeah, the crew tree comes in. Don't do it uh, fast. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in, uh, but I would kind of like it if they were like, "Fine, you want to go? Like, you want to do this right now?" And then we just got to see them have it out, but with no repercussions. Like they're both heated. I get it. I'm sure mm-hmm. he's getting sick and tired of being yelled at without any any ability to kind of reciprocate the way he wants to reciprocate. Let him reciprocate. Let him get into it. And if they fight, all the better. Well, I've got something that's truly wild fast. Oh, great. Did you read it? Did you read it? No, I like to be surprised. Good. I think fast that hitters should, there should be a game a year where this happens or maybe in an inning or something. I just want the situation where a hitter 
when the whole team decide to wear green man suits so pitchers don't know who they are pitching against. The stance would give it away. No, they that's well, that's first of all, that would be really cool if they had to then study the stance. So they, I mean, sure, they know who it's John Carlos Stanton. Yeah. Okay. They know it's him. Fine. But I, I love the idea of like I'm a switch hitter, but I'm gonna go righty on righty now, and you don't know who I am. Because then I really want to see like how is the pitcher going to attack this guy without feeling like I can't do this or I can't do that from someone, you know? I love I love the idea of the Astros doing it and Jose Altuve doing it. And the pitcher's like, <laughs> I wonder who this five foot six guy is. <laughs> who could this, this tiny man be? Um, I mean, it would probably be like really obvious, I guess, with the entire lineup. But I just like this nondescript like question mark on the back, you know, who could this be? And then like they're 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 wiggling the bat and you're squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> Uh, that is as Saris one thirty in chat said the exact same thing as me and poor yeah. Altuve because that cracks me up. Because you, but you're right. Like overall, there are guys who are not going to be that distinct. Right. Um, it is it is kind of interesting. Yeah, I do think it would be kind of fun. I think they would get. I'd be curious because I mean, they're be, they, yeah. all the statistics are by the wayside. They can't be like okay, this guy swings at sliders down the way a lot. You know, you just kind right. of attack them with the stuff that you have. Yeah, so uh, I, I mean, I feel like everyone should just be John Dowd, right? The uh, the mystery guy from uh, MVP Baseball that was Barry Bonds, but like they're all just the placeholder player. Was and that I think his that's name, fun. John Dowd? Yeah, that was the uh, uh, that was the guy. I think it was Dowd, if I got it right. Who like oh Barry Bonds wasn't didn't allow himself to be represented inside of MVP MVP Baseball, but I uh, anyway. Anyway, that, I think that's just a fun thing. And you can also do it in reverse. Like, you don't know who the pitcher is on the mound. You're just like, oh, man, well, that's a 95-mile-per-hour four-seamer. Hmm. Like, who could this be from the Yankees today? Mm. I think that's just really funny. Yeah, that is good. That is good. Um, all right, we're going to move on to uh, the pitch of the week. Uh, these are two pitches that we, you know, ha- have have seen that we really wanted to be able to highlight uh, I, what are you going first? Am I going first on this one? Oh, you're going to go first fast. It's all you, okay. buddy. Who do you got? Who's your, oh my God, no way. Really? What? You're going to talk about this guy. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, I mean, so Michael Fulmer was ah! a guy that for, for many, many moons, we were all very, very excited about. Uh-huh. We, we thought like, uh, you know, the, the sinker was really good. We thought, you know, he's he'd got a good breaking pitch. Like, is he going to be able to put it together? He's got the fantastic, what was the fantastic rookie year, right? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, we th- I, I thought he was from there going to excel into something more. And it wasn't just you. It was you. It was Eno. It was a lot of big guys who really thought because the stuff was there. Then he kind of gets sidetracked by, uh, you know, a lot of injuries. And yeah. we don't like here he is. He's kind of blossomed into a a very good reliever. He's almost like Jorge Lopez in terms of he was a guy who had a lot of shine to him as a as a as a as a uh, starting pitcher but even more so right and i think we all kind of forgot about him especially because he pitches for for the tigers but here he is with this slider that we can see here that we knew was really good and it's just been dominating as a reliever i mean it has the uh, third best woba in baseball across all pitch types it has really? a 106 woba right now wow wow that's unbelievable dude like this is the, uh, it's kind of crazy because he hasn't been closing because soda's been getting the closing job right now but fulmer's just been really lights out with that pitch it literally goes ryan helsley's four seamer corbin burns's curveball and then michael fulmer slide wow it's the third best pitch in baseball it's, wait, wait. it's literally right ahead of shane mcclanahan's changeup. did you say did you say corbin burns's curveball yeah wow yeah, he's only thrown 234, but it's one of two pitches in baseball with a sub 100 Woba. Yeah, it's got a 96. Man, so so that's a good call. I think I, I dig it. I dig the uh, the exposure to him. If you don't know me, Michael Fulmer, actually Austin Bristow the second. I mm-hmm. uh, and I had a thing when he was uh, entering the site. I think in 2017 about how he believed Michael Fulmer was worse than Rick Porcello. And every year we have this bet that Fulmer or Purcell, I mean, obviously it's done now because Purcell's retired for the most yeah. part, I believe. And I, but there was one year when Fulmer was so bad 
Oh, and Fulmer was out with Tommy John, but Purcell was so bad. I still think I won the bet because of how he wasn't detrimental <laughs> to your team, the Purcell. So Fulmer to me is always going to have a special place in my heart. And it was pretty cool that you chose him today. Good. What about yours? Uh, uh, so I wanted to highlight, I think this is a, an important thing of pitch of the week. It's not necessarily about what's necessarily good. It's just something that is interesting to me. And that's Robbie Ray's sinker. And the reason why this matters is that it didn't exist a week ago. Mm-hmm. It was just four seamer slider, maybe some curveballs, maybe a very rare changeup or something. But it was just four seamer and slider from Robbie Ray. Then all of a sudden, two starts ago, he then throws more sinkers and four seamers around 30% sinkers and 25% slide, uh, four seamers or something like that, which is weird because. Robbie Ray is all about elevated four seamers, getting a ton of whiffs. And this is a, a shift toward, hey, I'm going to try and limit the contact I allow and, and re- reduce home runs. And then the last start was 50% sinker usage, which is insane. And what does he do? He has a seven inning game with zero earned runs, mm. which is arguably the best start that he's had the entire season. And I think that's incredibly interesting that a guy that has a four-seamer with a 13% swing strike rate and is just kind of what made him an AL Cy Young winner is just, nope, never mind. It's June, and I'm already tweaking and changing this to become a whole different pitcher now. It's something I'm going to be looking at uh, a ton across the next few weeks to see is a race still going after this sinker and B is it working? Is it actually getting results for the major league level? It doesn't matter what whiffs you get and how many strikeouts you get. How many earned runs are you allowing? And even though Robbie Ray only had seven whiffs in his last start, which is massively lower than how it has been through the entire season. I mean, this is someone with the seventh best swing strike rate induced in the majors among all starting pitchers to only allow seven is so low but he got results so we'll see how that pans out and it's all in the back of the sinker yeah i'll be curious to see like we talked a little bit yesterday about how like he's perpetually a dude who just has like one bad inning and i wonder yeah. if this is like a new out pitch for him as you know we see this ground out that he's able to induce as a result of this sinker um like i wonder if this is like a nice new ground out pitch for him to kind of mitigate those those awful innings that he's had I, I wonder, but I mean, that's not even how he's using it, I guess, right? It's not just like once again, but then how do you know what inning it is? Yeah. But it's this is the predominant fastball now. It's just, it's strange to me. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Nick, it's time yeah. to unloosen our belts, take our pants off, and let it loose. <laughs> okay. This is, uh, this is a topic that we just kind of want to get into complain about something that kind of popped into my head a little bit. I was looking at some, look at the old standings a couple days ago. And I realized that if the playoffs were to start today, four teams from the AL East would be yeah. in the playoffs. Is it one of them? The Orioles? Not. <laughs> it's not. And let's say it was, let's say Adley Rutschman didn't come up and, underperform severely what they tile stowers was great and bradish was fantastic but he adly at hello <laughs> boo um <laughs> I, I want like i understand divisional rivalries i get it do we need them anymore no can we go back to the to, to the kind of the, the basketball style thing or just yeah. the top eight teams make it because that's really what you want to see right and, and guess what and that's what i want the top eight so wait, do you want four from each side then or do you want eight in each one what do you mean like you have two conferences then yeah right of 16 teams or 15 yes. do you want eight from each or do you want four from each oh i want eight from each right you want half of them right mm-hmm. so you want 16 team playoffs um, I could be, I could argue to get it down to the top seven. Might be fine with me. But yeah, but okay, okay. I'm, I'm so in on this. This is essentially the whole idea I had about if you are above 500 or so, you make it to the playoffs. It's the same idea at heart. I've just been like half of the teams should make the playoffs. I uh, oh, I'm so in on this fast. I'm so in. Yeah, I just, think, I, I just think. Well, I just think that it's like 
you really want to be able to see at the end of the year the most competitive teams. And I understand that there's a notion of like, yeah, but if you're third place in the division and you're out of that third wild card, you don't deserve it. You should be fighting to get into that third wild card. But there are obviously instances in which we've seen teams who are like two games above 500 claw to the top of that division or whatever it is mm-hmm. and be able to do that. This year, there it seems like, I, this is off the top of my head, but it seems like there's less parity among the divisions than like I, I remember in recent history. There are already divisions yeah. where you're just like, this is over. Like, I don't, the NL East kind of presents it as that, even with the Braves. I mean, even with the Braves winning, what, probably 13 in a row, I think it is now. It's only, they're only five games back and do not, do not underestimate the ability of the Mets to collapse fast. Yeah, because you're right. And last week it was nine games back. So you're right. That's already happening. Um, But there is, I guess there has been more parity recently. Houston pretty much is going to run away with that division already, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, maybe Cleveland's able to catch up to Minnesota. The Yankees just seem like they're not looking back. They're not. I mean, it's games nine right, right now. now, but you don't know just because of the firepower of that AL East. Yeah, the Central probably going to come down to St. Louis and and Milwaukee, yep. right? That, that's yep. that's pretty much over. And the NL West, the, that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, that's the dream. That, that's definitely the dream. I mean, you have the Dodgers, the Padres, and San Francisco. Padres and the Dodgers currently tied. San Francisco three games back. Yeah, uh, maybe the Mets. <laughs> I mean, maybe Philly uh, can can turn it on. It's still incredibly early. But, like, mm. do, should we even be having this conversation if we can just get rid of this and make it the top eight teams from each division? Like, it, it, you still accomplish what you want, right? You get the cream of the crop. I, I'm, I'm with you completely. Uh, I mean, I was even tempted to make my wild thought a whole thing about um, how about we reward the division that has the most parity inside of it? That is the the division that is closest in winning percentage between each other inside the division gets the higher seed. Oh, yeah. Or gets like home field advantage throughout. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Just like the total wins of the division or whatever you want to say, just saying like defining this division as the best division and saying like, yeah, because, okay, this team has 100 wins, but this one had three teams at 95. That's a tougher division. You had to play more games against that. Yeah. You know, some version of strength of schedule inside of a division. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of really interesting thought to be had about um, division stuff. I'm going to let it loose about because, I mean, honestly, this happened after last week's show. And I think it would be just wrong for us not to mention it. Tony LaRussa intentionally walking Trey Turner with a one and two count is the most unbelievable thing to me. It's it's it blows my mind. It, I, I understand that. He had a man of first pass ball or wild pitch, get to second. Now you have an open base. No, it's a one and two count. If you want, throw sliders out of the zone. If you want to not unintentionally, intentionally walk him. But you had two strikes, Tony. I mean, that's, oh my gosh. I I, I just, uh, uh, hmm. I think I was more offended by his, his out, outrage. That people, people were upset? Yeah, him being like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, what? Like, what do you mean you don't get it? There is not a statistic out there. And Tom Tango, bless his heart, took that very seriously and dug mm. very deep and was like, no, I don't think there's a statistic out there that says on a one-two count you yeah. should ever, ever Insane. do that. It, it, it just, it didn't, I think, honestly, if I was the White Sox owner and I was looking for any excuse to fire Tony Larusa, this is it. There it was. Yeah, like, that's it. Like it just seems like that team obviously riddled with 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 um, injuries, but like not performing the way that they should be performing right now. What are they? They're currently third in their division, right? Yeah, they're two games under five hundred. Like I would have just been, like, especially you have the out, you have Girardi and Madden getting fired. You know what I sure. mean? Yeah. Like honestly, it was. I don't know, man. It like someone sent it to me and I was like, all right, let me give him the benefit of the doubt for a second. And then I saw I, the video and I was like, nah, this ain't Yeah, it. no. Yeah, that's not it. I I mean, I think you had the excuse once you realized that he had a DUI, but you know, that's that's just me. Um <laughs> that's but, the uh, hire him to begin with. <laughs> uh what do we got next, Fast? We're running out oh, of time. Gosh. Yeah, you're right. We're running out of time. I believe next up we have my favorite segment of all ah. of them, uh, which is I would like to know. It's your turn, Nick. Yep, who turn. is going to win the World Series? The four teams now that you are not able to say are yep. the Marlins, which was your choice, mm. the Orioles, which was mine, the Brewers, yep. which is your choice, the Mets, yep. which was mine, 
Mm. Who's going to win the World Series this year? Well, I think it's pretty clear. And you actually already mentioned the team. They're only three and a half games back in the AL Central. And that's the Cleveland Guardians. They have Tristan McKenzie, Shane Bieber, Cal Quantrill holding down the fort right now. We're just holding the fort. Cal Quantrill, nine straight games of at least six innings pitching. Just one of those above three earned runs is insane. Shane Bieber has a slider back, and it's amazing. Even though he's at 90, 91 mile per hour fastballs, it doesn't matter. His slider is so good. Tristan McKenzie is developing incredibly well for that rotation. And hey, Savali could return. He was throwing more cutters and curveballs. Very encouraging there in his progression. Plesak is closer to where he used to be with his slider looking great these days. He was throwing a lot of change of strikes. It could be something there as well. And did you know that they are the fourth, fourth best reliever ERA in baseball this season, sixth in fifth? And yes, they are an average hitting team around 100 WRC+. Plus, but if they make it to that playoff series with a good pitching staff, they have Jose Ramirez, who exists, who has a 349 ISO right now, and a 186 WRC+. Plus. They could add someone at the deadline, make that a little bit more of a padded offense as they are going to be fighting for that AL Central crown. Andres Jimenez already holds a 2.1 war for the year. Owen Miller and Miles Straw and Stephen Kwan have all stepped up as well. They're at 29-27 right now. The Twins, I mean, what's going to happen with that rotation? What's their health going to look like? There is a lot of opportunity here, and you get the Guardians into the playoffs. They could steal a few series and run away with it. Yeah, maybe Fran Mill comes back and finds his old power. It goes on one of those, you know. Oh, hey, it's my power. Uh, yeah, I, I just it just sucks that they're not a team more interested in in acquiring the people that they mm. would need to do it. Right. It's the sure. same old story every year. I mean, I know this is always like a tongue in cheek segment and I that's why I kind of dig about it. But like when you think about it, it's like, yeah, you're right. Like give them two bats and they could probably make it two bats and maybe one more. Two SP. bats. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, my God. OK, anyway, uh, we're going to move on <laughs> to the final segment of the night before we get to the mystery pitcher and we award the winner of the, uh, the mm. free PL plus. Nick, take us home for this penultimate segment. Yeah, this is the uh, the baseball nostalgia. Uh, did you ever click baseball cards fast? No. Next. And uh, I did. And they're pretty cool. You really never did it ever no it just wasn't something that i was interested in yeah i i don't know i mean i I collected pins i had a lot of pins everyone to camp every time i went to camden yards i got a new pin for my hat and then i like had neck problems because my hat had like a thousand pins on it i was like i love baseball but uh no i so you you were a pin man okay it was a pin man i was a pin man man. i was like hellraiser just full of pins yeah pinhead okay I fine. I did. I actually was supporting my camera with it before my inserts that I had just to get some extra leverage above my monitor. (laughs) They're really getting to good use, right? Yeah, they are. They're really helping out my career. I think the most valuable one I looked up all of them is a Jimmy Rollins rookie. Mm. Um, And I thought at the time, like I had all these like $50 inserts and everything like, no, it's not at all. I never had anything like truly special. I think one of them was a one out of 35, but it was a Jeff Bagwell like the worst common, you know, like a, yeah, it was like a, a worst version of the normal Bagwell. Um, it was, it's annoying as heck. I, uh, but all right, fast. So we have Wait, only two on. minutes left. Yes. I want one card. There's only one card that I want. And what that is I that fast? Cindy Ponson. No, the Billy Ripken card. Oh, of course you do. You, you want the, the face on it. Okay. Yeah, I want that. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. So I'm going to ask chat right now as I set up the whole situation so you guys can put in the name. Uh, if you know who the player was at the beginning of the show uh, that you believe was the uh, the pitcher put in their last name in the chat. Now, now's the time to do it. You'll be eligible to win a free month of PL Plus. I'm going to roll it. But fast, who do you think it was? I think it, I think it was I think it's actually a cheat that you should be able to use him. I think it was huh. the man who went against your favorite man who used to be your favorite man, and yeah. that's yeah, you could say it, Aaron Nola. Yeah, correct. Fast. It was Aaron Nola. I think I wanted to highlight the fact that he has a point eight nine whip after that's unreal, right? You didn't know that, yeah. did you? No, that's the thing that stuck out because I looked at him yesterday. Yeah, eighty one innings so far too is amazing. He just had two straight good starts. Um, but yeah, so Twitch, if you're watching now, now's the time you put Nola into chat. Got one. You'll be eligible to win PL plus. Yeah, we got someone getting it right enormous papaya. Uh, we'll see if anyone else, I'll give him a, a little bit more time to do it. Now, you know what? Enormous papaya, you got it. It's all you. Congratulations. You deserve it for, yeah, for watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
the, the Nick and Alex baseball show live on Twitch, 10 p.m. Eastern time, every single Tuesday night Eastern. And last segment, Fast, what are you hyped about for this week? Uh, I, there's a really exciting Yankees Blue Jays series. And I think both teams are kind of um, hitting their stride a little bit. Yankees, obviously a juggernaut right now. Toronto going to be coming off. I mean, uh, yeah, Toronto going to be coming off a, what should be an easy series against the Orioles, even though they won tonight. But yeah, I'm kind of into it. Unbelievable. What? Did you see what I wrote? You wrote the Yankees and M- Rays. So like, okay, we're just all watching the Yanks this week. I mean, yeah, the Ray Shane McClanahan against Luis Severino is going to be so much fun. I'm sad it wasn't Cole versus McClanahan, but still, that is such an amazing matchup. I, yeah. I, I think you know we were just talking about the East, like what's going to go on. With that. The Rays are third at the moment, but honestly, I, I see the nine eleven games. Who knows? There's so much. These are such great teams that anyone, if they go on a 15 winning game winning streak, all of a sudden it's like a five game thing. It's just like, oh, okay. yeah, you yeah. know, it, it can be absolutely crazy. So I'm excited for that. It's, it there's a lot of great pitching out there right now, and these are oh, these are such fun matchups. It's gonna be a great time. But I think that's gonna do it. Fast. I uh, I want to thank everybody for watching live on Twitch for listening, of course, on our podcast feed that's just only on Apple and Spotify now, not on the Pitchers Fantasy Baseball one anymore. So thank you for leaving any rating and review. Those go a long way for us. Thanks, Eric Mura, for being our wonderful producer. But my name is Nick Pollock. I'm Alex Fast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>